Hello and welcome back to the latest episode of the Master of None podcast. I am your host, as always, Stephen Murphy, and we have a very special guest tonight. We have Kino, Rugby Kino. Anyone who knows him on Twitter will know who we're talking about. I have to say, a, a supporter of the podcast since day one, Kino has been fantastic to finally have him on the podcast because we've been. You showed me a screenshot the other night, Kino. What was it? It's been a year and a half in the making, roughly a year. Just about that since you since you first sent me a, a message, yeah. I know, it's been mad. So first of all, Kino, very, thank you for your support for the last year or so. I appreciate it. And secondly, how are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 brilliant. Yeah, it's well it's been it's it's been fine supporting you. Don't worry about that at all now. That's just that's that's par for the course. Um I'm just delighted I finally actually managed to make it on to the to the to the hallowed ground, you know. You're following Tom Daly, so no pressure. Uh, no pressure there. So <laughs> just, just, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just a tidbit on how much my family follows rugby. I said to them, I have Tom Daly on this week, and they said, The Diver. Uh, so that really shows you how much of a rugby family I come from. Uh, so, no, it wasn't the British diver. If he wants to come on, he's more than welcome to. Uh, this kicks off our kind of preview podcast for the upcoming URC season, the Ultimate Rugby Championship. Uh, and we said we started off with the worst province, which is Leinster. So, Kino, that's why we brought you on here. <laughs> Do you enjoy oh. our jibes throughout the season, the, the slight ones? Is that why I'm on? I, I thought I, I I didn't get that email. No, I got I got an hour long uh, an hour long monologue prepared on uh, why Dave Carney is the best ringer of all time. <laughs> oh yeah, I nearly forgot about Dave Carney. Uh, <laughs> how could no, I forget? Yeah, you can't forget about Dave Carney. Uh, Good old Dave. Yeah, he's still still going. Fairness too. But uh, yeah, look, I've said over. We're doing one for for each province. We have an Ulster one coming up later in the week as well. Um, for any Ulster fans who listen to this, I don't know if there is again, as we said, but if there is, fair play to you. Uh, but first of all, Kino, we want to talk briefly about last season with Leinster, obviously winning the Pro 14 for the millionth year or whatever it was in the end, but coming up just a bit short in the European uh, in Champions Cup. How did you kind of sum up that the season as a, as a, as a fan? Were you, were you content with that season? I mean, it was such an odd season, you know, pandemic and everything. It was all completely remote. Everything's either on the telly or the laptop. And um, I had my head buried in college work for most of it as well. So it was a, just a, a weird one for me. Um, it's just not the not the usual run of things at all. And I think uh, you could probably say the same thing for Leinster proper. Their season did not go kind of as normally as it would. Um, you know, they, they won in normal. One one of the normal season, which is great. Um, you know, always happy uh, to take take any trophy. Um, but really went off the boil. Come the Rainbow Cup, I was I was quite disappointed by the the, the drop off. Was really bad. Uh, beat on Munster, um, and uh, kind of uh, and I lost to Glasgow as well. Then um, I wondered was that maybe a bit of a hangover from 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 the La Rochelle um, result, which was really disappointing as well. So. Yeah, we took a trophy, uh, which is great, but um, we took a couple of bad beats, um, which I really wasn't happy about. So it was what it was, but yeah. But the, with the Rainbow Cup, is it you know as a fan? Because we we discussed this as well. Like, how much do you actually want them to see? Like, do you want your team to try out new guys? Do you want to try and try the youth, or do you actually care about the results when it comes to a competition that doesn't really have any? You know, there's no, there's no, you know, I don't know what the term for it is, but there's no tradition with it, let's just say that. Yeah, by the, by, by the time I cared about the Rainbow Cup, we were pretty much out of it. Yeah, <laughs> true, yeah. Um, it got interesting. It got really interesting quite quickly. Um, so I was kind of annoyed then that we didn't have the overstrength. Because 
we didn't really I mean yeah we tried out a bit of youth but it wasn't anything we hadn't done previously in the season um and it was just a bit disappointing to fall flat uh like that even I mean regardless of the competition you want to see your team perform uh, whenever they take to the pitch so I suppose in that way more so than anything else is is the is how it framed the disappointment and then the, you mentioned the La Rochelle defeat. What was what was disappointing with that? Was it the performance, like you said, or was it the fact that you know La Rochelle are a great team, but definitely, you know, I think a lot of people expected Leinster to come through that game, you know, and get to the final and, and then go on and possibly win. What was the most disappointing part about that? Um, I think the most disappointing thing about that was that we got done the same way again. <laughs> that we've been done. What three seasons now? <laughs> very, it's very Irish rugby of you to do the same things over and over again. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like we need to change something or come up with a plan for this one particular <laughs> scenario that seems to, you know, to just undo us. Every It'll be grad. Time. Don't worry about it. Oh, <laughs> this is our year. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll talk about the the new uh, upcoming uh, URC. As as uh, first of all, the name change. Were you were you happy when it came out? What did you think of it? I, I'm 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 already a massive fan. I thought the rebrand uh, was great. Uh, the name doesn't necessarily immediately grab you, um, but the the, the three letter thing works in sport. I think uh, so. URC. It's nicely brief. Um, the, the, the the kind of the graphical redesign and the the the, the feel of it um, is is brilliant. Uh, but I also really like the the format of the new competition. Um, I mean. They've rejigged the calendar, steer away from the international windows. The conference system means that even deep into the season, you've got something to play for unless you're really kind of away off the end of the table. Um, so the Interpros might uh, might have a little bit more spice than again between those two things. Um, and there's the four best South African sides are in the competition as well. It's things are going to get interesting. Yeah, it is. I thought you, you, you're right about the three letter thing. Like, you just think about all the leagues, you know, NBA, NFL. MMA, the UFC, obviously, which is which a lot of people I think <laughs> hear when you say URC, <laughs> yeah. people are sort of like, are you mispronouncing the UFC? Uh, and I think, yeah, steering away from sponsorship names and the number of teams in the league is just always smart. I think, as we found out through the last couple of years, so I think <laughs> good, good branding. Yeah, well, and they got Rock Nation, wasn't it, on board? You yeah, know, got- Rock Nation are on board. Vodacom are sponsoring. Spodacom are now sponsoring the South African um, table. Um, so it looks like they might be trying to get sponsors in for each of the conferences because uh, there is actually a trophy for winning the conference, I believe. Um, so, so it gives it a little bit of extra something as well then, you know? Yeah, no, I think, I think it's a step in the right direction. So uh, we'll be positive until we have reason to not be positive. Um, preseason has kind of, we're in the current state of that at the moment, Kino. How has the preseason been for Leinster? Uh, preseason was quite enough, um, other than a fairly thumping win against Quinns there uh, last weekend, which was uh, my first live rugby in 18 months, which was great to be at. How was that? Yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's odd because it's a kind of it's a well spaced out. Um, I think nine thousand people in Lansdowne Road. Um, so it's hard to get any of the. I mean, Lansdowne Road isn't actually the best for atmosphere at the best of times, anyway. But it was kind of hard to get anything going at all. Um, but other than that, uh, there's some good rugby in the first half. Um, some sharp looking play uh, from both sides. Actually, Harlequins attack. Um, is looking 
pretty decent. Uh, the the, the uh, try return for them on the day wasn't great, but uh, they really caused a lot of hassle in that first half. Um, I think benches were emptied kind of mostly at half time, so that broke up uh, most of the front liners. Um, yeah, that Ryan Barrett try. <laughs> Ryan Barrett scored a wonderful try. Uh, I think he beat about three defenders as well, uh, thrown into it. So absolutely continuing to do the things the second rows aren't supposed to do. Yeah, he is, he is uh, an incredibly exciting player when you watch him because you're just, the potential is still so sky high with him. Like, what, what is he, 21, 22, is he? Yeah, I think he's 22. Um, so fierce young. Fierce, young. fierce, yeah, exactly. And he's going to be he's in the team that will help him progress, obviously, just because he's surrounded by such talent. So I'm happy to see what he does in a green jersey, not necessarily in a blue jersey, <laughs> green definitely uh, in the coming years. But um, we'll talk about some uh, some of the new signings that have entered Leinster. Can you kind of talk us through them and what sort of caught your eye as potentially good signings? Um, yeah, we actually very few signings um, this year. We have Nick McCarthy transferring back from Munster um, after his sojourn down there. Uh, he had a steady enough um, period down there. I mean, he wasn't set the world on fire, but he, you know, he wasn't exactly uh, front row either for for selections. So um, I believe they offered him an extension, um, but he had an offer for Leinster as well. So he he, he decided to come back to Leinster. It's a good bit of business, I think. Um, between McGrand Gibson Park, that's likely that at least one of them will be away with Irish camps at any given time. So uh, a third choice, slightly more experienced scrum half um, to go between the frontliners and uh, the younger uh, scrum halves is probably a, a good move. So I think you'll get some decent game time out of it. And also, the are we counting Alatoa as a new signing? Or he is we, absolutely a yeah. new signing. He's getting him. <laughs> He's the big one. Um, so, you know, Al Alatoa. You know, it, where what's so where what, what do you think the front row is going to look like? Because I've seen uh, some some tweets lately about us about Keen Healy possibly going across now to play tight head, tight head, yeah, uh, is, and I hope that to extend his career possibly a bit more. Which I I thought Lucet was the easier one to play, um, <laughs> so I thought surely Lucet would extend your career more than tight head, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I am not a front row specialist by any uh, by any means. Um, I think look, they know what they're doing. <laughs> if they if they if they say to Key, if they say to Kean, look, we reckon you can get a couple more years. Um, by switching over. Um, I think the knock on of that is that it seems quite likely now that Porter will probably be switching to loose head. Um, if that's the way they're going, given that they've also recruited in a, a, a tight head um, the young young up-and-comer that he is <laughs> so which one <laughs> yeah it's a, uh, it's a fucking alalatoa is what i was referencing yeah, no, yeah yeah he's uh he's uh, he's definitely experienced um you know he's got he's got 89 crap caps for crusaders samoan international um he started um i think he started that uh pre-season game um Scrum didn't go too well on the day. Could be some betting in time still for him. You know, you know yourself, the way it can happen with the Southern Hemisphere players, especially in, in the pack, there's an awful lot of uh, systems and calls um, to learn. Uh, so it can take a little bit of time. Um, but I reckon by about halfway through the season, we should be getting some uh, getting some YouTube moments out of him. Yeah, well, it's nice that if Porter does make that switch across, you know, you could have a day where you've got Porter... At loose furlong a tight head 
you're bringing on Michael Alatoa or Keane Healy. It's it's a nice position to be in when it comes to your front row. So uh, definitely the a jealous jealous fans across the provinces when you, when we saw that sign. And we took it with our typical grace as well, Keane. As you know, we were very humble about it. Oh, absolutely. It was nothing but uh, a slight nods and cricket claps. <laughs> yeah, we're just like you know, that's good business, fair play. <laughs> no, no problems here. Uh, yeah, that's that's uh, no a very impressive signing, definitely. Uh, we kind of one of the questions I sent over to you as well is like a player that you think might make a break through the season. Doesn't have to be a new signing; could be a young kind of player or uh, or uh, an experienced player that might just take that next level step. Yeah, um, I was thinking about this one for a while, and uh, if I had to put money on one person, I'd have to say Dan Sheehan. Um, he is. Plays at hooker. For anyone who doesn't know, he's a he's a unit. He's six three and one hundred and ten kilos per Leinster site, which means he's uh, got a couple of inches and a couple of kilos on Kelleher, um, who is no no small man himself, uh, and he's a he's a very abrasive in in contact. He, he's a good carrier of the ball, um, but his work um, his darts aren't bad either. So, and they're only going to improve. So uh, there, there's a lot of uh, hope pinned on him. He's only twenty two. 13 appearances so far for Leinster. Um, but just towards the end of last season, he looked to, be, looked to be coming into some serious form. He had a really good run in that uh, last game against Zebra that he played in. Um, so I think there's a good chance Ronan Callagher will be again involved in Irish camp. Um, so even though he won't be, you know, he's not going to be going in first choice, but I mean, uh, there'd be bench opportunities there or uh, maybe even starts against some of the, some, some of the uh, lower conference teams uh so i i think this could be the year uh for him he's got a he's got a nose for the try line as well hasn't he he's he's racked up a good few tries in his few appearances he, he has he absolutely has i mean he, you know he's no he's no scott penny but uh <laughs> he's, he's certainly able to put one over the line yeah or bloody um sean cronin who's also <laughs> prolific try score from the hooker position um that's great, yeah. Definitely one. Well, the problem with Lancer is you could pick several. Ryan Bird's obviously another player you could pick uh, coming through that. As you mentioned, Scott Penny, there's so many different potential choices there. Uh, Dave Carney, of course, uh, potentially <laughs> to make that push on. You never know. Yeah, Cinderella uh, story. <laughs> <laughs> no one saw it coming. Who does that come? As a Lancer fan and yourself, you know, what are you most excited about this season, uh, you know, coming into the URC? Oh, um, toss up between uh, the South African sides coming in uh, to the competition and uh, getting another crack at the Heineken Cup. I just, I just love the Heineken Cup. I don't care how, how many name changes it goes through and sponsors it goes through. It's still always the Heineken Cup to me, anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, we've fallen a bit short. We've got a, we've got a few scores to settle. Um, and uh, yeah, I really, really, really want to see Leinster at least figure out a strategy to get them past that bully system that has done us in um, the last couple of seasons. If not, even if they, even, even if that game is lost on the balance of things, a working plan to try and get past that uh, would be really good to see. But um, yeah, I also can't wait to see. I mean, the South African sides coming into this is going to be a bit of a, bit of a hand grenade, I think. Um uh, I honestly think people might be underestimating it a little bit, given uh, Bulls' results at the end of the Rainbow Cup, um, which I don't think is indicative of what they're going to be doing in this competition. I think they're going to be, all four are going to be really competitive at home, and I am, I, there's going to be a few scalps away from home as well, I think. Um, so, cat amongst the pigeons is always a bit of crack. 
Yeah, let's touch on that because you reference obviously the style of play that Leinster kind of struggled, which is the the Saracens, the you know the La Rochelle last year, which is you know Leinster tend to bully teams in the Pro 14, but then when it comes to the, the these kind of teams, they're even more physical than Leinster, and Leinster just struggle uh, to kind of overcome that. A lot like the Irish national team as well, like in the likes that we played England a couple of years ago, we kind of got bullied. Um, as a fan, what do you think is the solution? Is it to try and get more physical to match it or is it a case of maybe playing around the physicality what do you think is best suited to Leinster it's uh you know uh, you're there are limits to how physical you can get like I mean if you're if you're facing guys like Skelton you know man mountains like this there's really only so much you can do uh, in terms of upping the physicality of it um so what you need to do is either figure out a, you need to figure out a smart way around it is really there's no two ways about it and you need then to be able to execute that with the, the level of skill whatever level of skill and timing and and speed uh can be mustered because i mean you can beat physicality and you can beat rush defenses but you just need to be smart enough and quick enough are you worried then that with the with the south african teams coming in who have, are known to be physical that that's going to be another issue for them sir I, well, I you know, uh, challenge and opportunity are the same thing, you know. Um, yeah, we're going to be playing against teams that play that style more often, but that's no bad thing. Um, they're also going to be playing against teams who, and like, playing against Northern Hemisphere teams week in, week out, I think it's going to be a bit of a challenge for them as well, um, especially away from home. Um, but I, I, I think altogether it makes for a really interesting learning process i think for all the teams involved it's going to be it's going to be fascinating to see how it works out and uh who starts making progress <laughs> on the others first yeah yeah i think lenser were big advocates of getting the south african teams in i think because i'm sure they're eyeing that as a this could only make us well there's a great chance this will make us even better because we're having to come up against even better teams more better teams more consistently that surely would lead to more when it comes to say Champions Cup because look the the argument I don't know if you're if you believe it or not but you know the 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 the, the, the argument that Leinster don't play enough competitive games in the league and then when it comes to say the, the La Rochelle the Saracens it's too much of a step up in physicality to you know for them to do in a week um and is is that something that you think is true? I think there's certainly an element of truth to it. You know, um, there are there have been games right before Champions Cup. Uh, games that have been less than ideal preparation um you know you do need match fitness is a thing <laughs> there's no denying that and you can only get match fitness by playing matches against suitable opponents uh, you know the you know even even though i was terrible playing for the thirds if we were to run it against, against the under nines you know it wouldn't exactly still be a challenge you know it's not going to prepare you for anything so it's a little bit of a ridiculous example, but uh, you do need you do need tough opposition. Playing the best will only make you better, and if you're good, you want to play the best. Test yourselves. Definitely, no. I think I think it will only make Lancer better, which is scary in, in a lot of ways. Um, that kind of leads us in. I think we may have already covered it, but like, what are you then most worried about as a Lancer fan looking ahead to this season? Uh, yeah, no, I'm a natural worrier, so this bit came pretty easily to me. <laughs> <laughs> as most my, Irish people are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's my natural state of being, definitely. Uh, you know, worry and guilt, those two. <laughs> Nailed on. Um, uh, worry is 
yeah, that's at least two of the South African teams are going to be as good as we think they are at home. Um, and they're going to figure out how to, if they figure out how to travel, that could be real trouble for pretty much every team in the league. Um, my other, my other, one of my other worries is that um, if any of the other three provinces um, actually get the consistent form, that's you, you see, there's visible, really good form from each of the other three provinces over patches. Some of them are longer than others, um, and they're in different ways. You know, three fairly different styles of playing rugby as well. But if any of them get a decent bit of consistency, it could be trouble for Leinster. That's um, that's actually good to talk about because yeah, like. Munster play like Munster play. We all know what that's like, and it works for them ninety percent of the time. Ulster and Connacht play quite a you know expansive brand of rugby, which can trouble teams like Leinster when it clicks. Now, when it doesn't click, it also can be detrimental, as we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were as as I was saying, we had Tom Daly on uh, a few weeks ago, and he said that Connacht are even going to be more expansive this year. Wh- which of the which of the provinces really do scare you in a potential kind of way? Is is it is it Munster or I think sneakily Ulster are if they can get together, are really scary. Ulster's backs are terrifying. Yeah, they are. They have just savage depth now. They really do. And for all the talk of Leinster's conveyor belts, Ulster have been quietly churning out really good young backs for a couple of years now. And uh, yeah, if they can... And they, they don't need uh, forward dominance to utilise those backs. They just need enough to get a foothold in any game and if they can release those backs uh, they can score on anyone yeah when you see when you see a full strength starting ulster backline of you know cooney burns you've got stockdale and balakoon on the wings which is just petrifying in itself like james hume is one of the most exciting players i think he's going to be incredibly good center i think he'll be an irish standard center you know consistently week in week out like they are and like this nathan doak or is it nathan doak yeah or Stephen yeah. doak yeah nathan, nathan doak is you know by all they're all tipping him to be incredible too uh, in the scrum half position they are yeah. they haven't done a lot of they haven't signed a lot now this this off season, which we will um, definitely talk about when we have uh, Peter on from the the, the Ulster Rugby Lad uh, podcast uh, later in the week. That could you know we saw they had potentially um, I forgot Leon. Um, I can't think of his last name now. They had had him sign. It failed. Nakarawa. Uh, Nakarawa. Yes, correct. Yeah, which would have been incredible. We were all excited for that purely for the the highlights alone that it would have produced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's unfortunately fell through. And they haven't replaced him with an, with no. another signing, which is tough. They haven't they? No, it was. I think it was too late in the season for a like for a like. But I think they probably dodged a bullet if that was on the basis of the medical. Yeah, I think it must have been a terrible report for them not to go through it at that stage. Uh, which is which is fair. Um, what is your views on Connacht? Then you, uh, you're obviously petrified after the the ass whooping that was given to you in the RDS last year. We won't talk about the, the two weeks afterwards, whatever it was. <laughs> we don't bring that up. Yeah, no. The real worry is that you know we enter into a cycle of tit for tat that just escalates. You know, uh, <laughs> Connacht would love that. <laughs> like the Balkans all over again. Um, no, uh, look. I mean, there's. Connacht are the quiet guy. Yeah. You know, you know in the Simpsons, the quiet guy who's just standing yeah. there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, he's going to do something cool. And it's like, yeah, I know. Connacht are going to do something cool. They have flipped there previously and just wiped the board with everyone and, and, won, the, and won the Pro 14. There is absolutely no reason something like that can't happen again. 
Yeah, it's as you mentioned, it's the consistency that's lacking from from Connacht, but we'll and see. with the depth, a little bit of luck in terms of injury, um, but really, there's not is not a huge amount off, and the the the, the passion and commitment that seems to be inspired in Connacht players is frankly terrifying. Well, on the on the on the right game day, so get like against Lencer, hundred percent, and then like Ospreys come to town, and it's like, you know, it's a cold day. It's like they don't want to be there, which I totally get. By the way, it's not a pleasant place to be in bloody December, uh, yeah. and that's that's the issue. It's on on the right day they can beat anybody. Uh, it's it's the week in week out stuff that Leinster are brilliant at, where they will just bludgeon out results week in week out doesn't have to be pretty it just works and then you know that's what they need to get Munster are good at that too the grittiness and I think Ulster and Connacht have to both get better at that consistency kind of side of things but the four provinces are in a strong position uh, and that's always good um, it doesn't mean a lot <laughs> this year in the URC for Champions, Champions Cup qualification uh, unfortunately but uh, still you never know we'll, we'll wrap it up Kino in the last question what what would you be happy with in terms of this you know year we'll talk obviously maybe base level happy and then obviously extremely <laughs> happy what would be the best results okay yeah that's that's pretty much how i'd uh <laughs> structure my answer anyway so that's that, that, that's handy enough um yeah because uh, handiness is pretty relative um i would be pretty contented with winning the the inaugural urc and having a proper fighting tilt at europe and hopefully like putting in a performance say that would be a bully side that has like that's put us out before even if we don't get all the way um reaching the final would be better again and then winning it i'd be absolutely ecstatic would you i'm assuming you'd rather champions cup than the urc i'm assuming that goes if I, had to, if, if I had to choose one yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's fair i think that's fair i think I, I'm not sure there's I'm not sure there's a side that would say it the other way around, frankly. No, I don't think so. Well, it depends on how successful that team's been the last few years. I'm sure some people would just take silverware. Um do you expect either of those to happen? Um it's it's I wouldn't be I mean, like I think the bookies have a second for Europe, but they have a kind of first or second every year, first, second, third every year. So I put very little stead in in uh, in, in the odds makers. Um, I think it's really tough. Um, there's a numbers like Toulouse are looking so shit hot <laughs> right now. Um, you know, they they have schooled La Rochelle three times now. <laughs> Uh, since 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 the since La Rochelle taught us a lesson in the Heineken Cup, so um, you know th- things like that <laughs> would make you wonder about winning the competition outright. They're going to. There's be so many happy. French teams you just want to avoid. Like they're all so good. Pretty much all it's, of them. Yeah, the, on their on their day they can beat anybody, and that's it's the not knowing is the scariest part when you're trying to play someone. Like if you, in a lot of ways, like you know, some teams you know what you're going to get, and it's, it's just a case of like if you're good enough to beat them on the day. Like teams like Racing and La Rochelle and to to lose, you've no idea really what's going to show up, but you know it's going to be terrifying, kind of either way, which is very hard to plan for. It's very hard to you know. I'm sure it's a nightmare to tact you know to get tactics for. Um, whereas you know it's 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 not the case for other teams. Um, yeah, I think that's well. Look, I want to I want to keep these brief because I'm doing one for each province. Um, mm-hmm. 
Um, I want to thank you again, Keno, for coming on. I, I would say best of luck for the season, uh, but I don't know if I'd be honest uh, about if I said it. I, I don't want to lie to you, Keno. I feel like we're friends. I don't want to lie to you. Yeah, let's 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 let each other straight in the eye and say, may the best team win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As I said, we've never met in person, but hopefully we'll meet for a pint soon, either in Galway or in Dublin. Uh, for one, for definitely Interpro. So, Kino, thank you very much for. Co- oh, first of all, where can everyone get you on social medias? Because definitely Kino's worth to follow. A lot of content that he you know shares on his pages. I am at Rugby Kino on Twitter, and uh, yeah, that's that's the good sort. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It keeps it simple. Kino, thanks very much, bud. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Really lovely.